0: Welcome to The Entrepreneur's Doctor. My mission is to help you, the entrepreneur, to create a healthier, happier world. And I'm Behrouz, I'm a public health doctor, preventive medicine physician, with over 20 years of international experience, having trained at Harvard and in Oxford, and I'm here for you. Look, I know the struggles you face, and many startups either fail or struggle with adoption, access to resources, to people, to data, and then spreading across internationally and all the regulatory hurdles. I've created a checklist for you. If you'd like to learn more about something I call startup therapy, do go and check out my website it's www.entrepreneurs.doctor and you'll get free access to this checklist. It's a prescription essentially to help you self-assess, to diagnose, treat and better yet to prevent some of the issues that you'll face when it comes to the health sector. I hope you find it of value, more importantly enjoy the show. Welcome to the Entrepreneurs' Doctor, where together with my guests, we help entrepreneurs like you create a healthier, happier world. And entrepreneurs could be anyone, really. I mean, obviously, most of my uh, colleagues and friends are physicians, but also I work with entrepreneurs from non-health backgrounds. You know, I remember about 20 years ago when I graduated from medical school up in, in the north of UK. Um, After about a year or two of working, several of my colleagues were burnt out and it's even the same now with during the COVID pandemic, they were burnt out, it was was a struggle and some of them were actually talking, I distinctly remember this, we were having a coffee on a night shift and a couple of them were asking what else could we do, like we've been through five, six years depending on where in the world you are of medical school and really this is all we're equipped for but actually the transferable skills, the options are wide open, absolutely wide open. And that's why I'm really happy today to have Dr. Armin Feldman on the show, uh, because he has actually pursued an alternative path, which is medical legal consulting. And that's a valid option for many of you watching this who are physicians, but I'm going to dig more and find out more. So Armin,
1: welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to talk with you.
0: Likewise, I'd love to hear more about you as individually. I mean what what I understand you trained as a psychiatrist, but what inspired you eventually to to go down this path?
1: Sure. so yes, I'm actually trained as a psychiatrist and uh, as a psychoanalyst, and uh, I uh, practiced for uh, over twenty years. But the interesting thing is... When I was um, uh, actually quite a young man, I met uh, a personal injury attorney and uh, he and I uh, became uh, quite good friends. We've now been uh, friends now for almost 40 years. And he started sending me his, uh, cases, particularly of individuals that had had uh, a head injury. And then, uh, in that case, subsequently had some psychiatric issues. Uh, and one thing led to another. And, uh, my specialty actually wound up being mild traumatic brain injury. And I wound up owning outpatient head injury rehabilitation clinics throughout the United States. My first clinic was in Denver where I practice. Uh, The second clinic was in Colorado Springs, which is about 60 miles south of Denver. The third clinic was in Detroit because the um, insurance payments through uh, auto uh, insurance and other kinds of insurance it was very similar to Colorado and it just grew and grew from there uh and I wound up owning uh Outpatient head injury rehab clinics, a treatment plan of my own design, throughout the country, and uh, eventually I was uh, quite fortunate, and I was able to sell those uh, clinics. And uh, at that point, uh, and and and. and As part of my work in the clinics, I've testified as an expert witness, you know, really more times than I want to remember on behalf of my patients who were either being cut off their medical care or offered some pittance of a settlement uh, and after I sold the clinics, well, first of all, I was out of a job, right? But um, I was thinking about what did I want to do next? And I thought, well, maybe what I could do is just consult to attorneys on any kind of medical question that came up in a case. And it turns out that uh, that fulfilled uh, an un- uh, fulfilled niche. Uh, and as uh, they say, the rest was history. I I developed uh, that idea into something that's really now become a new subspecialty of forensic medicine. And uh, all of the work is pre-trial pre-litigation. All of the work is in the service of helping the attorneys to better negotiate and settle their cases for uh, better value with less attorney time, help the attorneys get the appropriate medical care for their clients, and help the attorneys negotiate all the medical issues uh, in their cases. And the work is primarily in personal injury cases and And workers' compensation cases. And because in these areas of the law, probably nine out of every 10 cases settle. And that's where we come in. Anything that we can do as medical consultants, as opposed to medical experts, uh, is uh, something that a lot of attorneys are interested in. Now, You know, not every attorney thinks this is the next best thing since sliced bread, but uh, many attorneys, really most, they understand this once they're introduced to it. They get it. They see how this will help their uh, case and their client uh, and uh, help them um, at the bottom line to uh, improve uh, settlement amounts and uh, help their uh, clients with medical issues in their cases.
0: That's great. And I've been involved in some of these myself as well, but obviously most of them, um, I haven't been involved in that end of it, but the, there was always the potential that you would be called in as an expert witness to, is that the case with, with your line of work?
1: No. Um, so I answer any, and the physicians that I've trained, we answer any kind of medical question that comes up in a case. And in those now in those one out of 10 cases that uh, can't be negotiated and that case is going to go to trial, then the attorney is going to need medical experts in every area of injury. But for the purpose of negotiating and settling the case, what the attorney needs are well-reasoned, well-thought-out medical opinions, reports, and other services uh, that are uh, going to help them to better negotiate and settle the case. Now, uh, in that one out of 10 case, everyone, my uh, the attorney that hires me, uh, even opposing counsel, is going to stipulate Well, I'm not an expert in everything, so uh, I don't uh, appear at trial. But uh, let me give you a um, practical um, uh, situation in terms of how this works. So now, of course, this never happens to me anymore because everybody in Colorado knows who I am. And once uh, physicians get established at this, this doesn't happen. But when I started, let's say I was hired to uh, write a report and give my medical opinions, backed up by evidence from the medical literature, but give my opinions on say a rotator cuff injury. And the attorney hired me to help him negotiate a particular issue regarding that rotator cuff injury. So um, I write my report, Uh, my, uh, the attorney that hires me, they're going to give it to opposing counsel to review. And what's the first thing that opposing counsel is going to do? They're going to look me up, right? So they're going to come back to the attorney that hired me and say, well, why should I pay any attention to this? Dr. Feldman isn't an expert in rotator cuff injuries. And what the attorney that hires me will say is, well, Dr. Feldman works as a medical consultant for me in all my cases, and." Uh, If we can't get this case negotiated and settled based on uh, his opinions uh, and his report, and and you force me to take this case to trial, when I hire my retained orthopedic expert, they're going to say exactly at trial what Dr. Feldman said in his report. In fact, my expert will be relying on the same medical literature that Dr. Feldman quoted in his report. So let's get this settled. And so that's how it works on a, a practical basis. So um, in fact, um, one of the great things about doing this kind of uh, medical consulting to the legal system is I have learned uh, a tremendous amount of medicine. And right. if you're a person that enjoys, has some intellectual curiosity, loves medicine, uh, enjoys medicine in general, uh, you get to learn a lot about a, a lot of things now you know i'm not in any position to do any orthopedic or neurosurgery but i certainly would put my knowledge base of spine injuries rotator cuff injuries many things really up against anybody because i've done um, little over 3,000 cases and in, uh, in all areas uh, of medicine which has been uh, a lot of fun and a real pleasure and Of course, I've gotten paid to to learn that material.
0: Couldn't agree with you more, actually. By the way, I forgot to mention Denver, gorgeous city. I was there for a few days uh, for Ah. a conference, obviously, way back. It was absolutely gorgeous. But I couldn't agree with you more. There's two things I would say have helped me in my practice um, Mm -hmm. as a clinician. Number one, teaching. And number Mm. two, being involved in these kinds of legal cases. I mean, the depth that you have to go through. And indeed, for many of my friends and colleagues who are in the world of public health as well and preventive medicine, we're trained in terms of critiquing, you know, finding the right evidence, critiquing it. And that sounds like the kind of evidence that or the kind of skills that you were just referring to. Um, I'm really curious just to, you know, before we... Because obviously for, for you at home watching or listening to this, we're going to get into how you can get involved in this and learn how to, to do this yourself. But I'm just curious, like, what what does a typical working day or week look like? Is it very office based? Is it behind a screen? What, what are you doing during the day?
1: Right. So one thing I'll tell you uh, is that for the entire 13 years that I've done this, I've worked out of a home office. Right. Uh, and... Uh, my day, uh, my commute is quite short, right? From the downstairs to the to the main <laughs> level. Uh, but um, my days vary quite a bit. It, it really depends on what I'm doing. Am I meeting with uh, an attorney? Uh, am I uh, going to the University of uh, Colorado Health Sciences Center, med school library to do some research? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I um, writing reports that day? So uh, my days, vary greatly. One of the great things is, of course, I make up my own hours uh, and uh, pretty much plan my day uh, as I see fit. Mm -hmm. And,
0: okay, I can think of a couple of reasons for myself, but I'd love to hear examples of people you've worked with that you've trained to to do this kind of work. What are the general reasons why a doctor would want to get into this, either part-time or maybe even full-time?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. There are physicians doing this full time. There are others that do it in lieu of fully retiring. But the largest group of physicians are physicians that do this part time as part of an existing practice. So one of the things that I uh, tell people that I train is you really need at a minimum about eight hours a week in order to do this justice and make it fly. If you don't have that much time, don't do it. Uh, and. Then what happens is that uh, a certain number of the physicians I train, they, they really enjoy it. They get into it. They um, want to expand it and uh, they start, knocking up their hours. And uh, then it's just a matter of how much time the uh, physician wants to devote to this part of their career. Uh, Mm -hmm. But most of the physicians, they still work in their field uh, and they do this on a part-time basis.
0: And it actually enhances your practice too, I mean, when you understand the legal implications of what you do, but also the research that goes into handling these cases absolutely helps your practice and keep up to date as well. Um, I'm, I'm curious, so obviously this is for physicians only, or can any health professional get involved?
1: Yeah. uh, The way our legal system works, uh, physicians hold a a special place in our legal system. And uh, one of the main things that we provide to the case is our medical opinions. And medical opinions uh, 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 hold a great weight in terms medical opinions in and of themselves hold great weight as uh, evidence. And I'm using that now in a, in a legal sense, right. but a, as evidence in these kinds of cases. Now, of course, we always try to back up all of our opinions with evidence from the medical literature uh, in, in our reports. Um, most of the services, maybe 70 percent of them require a report. There are other things that we do that, that have nothing to do with writing reports. Um, but um, uh, most of the services will uh, require uh, not only our medical opinions, but uh, backing up those opinions with evidence from the literature. So uh, you really have to be uh, an MD or a DO uh, in order to do right. this work in, in the States.
0: Do you have to be specialized, like board certified by any chance? or?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And the answer is no. Uh, Board certification certainly is important if you're going to act as a medical expert. Uh, One of the things that I teach is that, uh, first of all, I do no medical expert work. I don't participate in medical malpractice cases. Um, So, um, I am a, a generalist, so uh, being board certified in something it really is a non-issue. It's, it's not relevant to what we do. Uh, and uh, as a physician, in, based on our legal system, physicians are able to give medical opinions to medical questions, and those uh, positions are uh, valid in terms of helping the attorney to negotiate and settle the case. Now, uh, if that case goes to trial and that one of 10 cases that goes to trial, then they're looking for medical experts, not medical consultants.
0: But I guess, sorry, this might be a detailed question, but I'm just curious Mm -hmm. whether you need to be maintaining your license as a physician and and if so, still be practicing anyway.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a very good question shows a lot of insight, I suppose, in an absolute sense, you Mm. might not even need to maintain your license. But um, I, it's not what I recommend, I I really recommend that you maintain a license. Um, because uh, it certainly speaks to your credibility. Uh, my reports uh, are certainly seen by opposing counsel. They're almost always seen by insurance adjusters. They're usual, they are they can be seen by judges. They're seen by treating doctors, independent medical examiner doctors, IME doctors and others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, it, you really need that kind of uh, credibility. I mean, if you set a report over, didn't have a medical license, what's opposing counsel going to do? You know, they'll say, well, this guy doesn't have a license, you know? Why should I pay attention to this? So um, I suppose in an absolute sense, you could do it without a license, but uh, in a practical way for marketing purposes and other reasons, uh, it's it's not practical
0: absolutely i think for those of us who are in the uk as physicians it's good to maybe you're still a family doctor or gp as we call them here or even as in a specialty and maybe working part-time and doing this one or two days a week i think as you said eight hours minimum um, right. curious um in terms of the business model I, mm-hmm. from from what i understand it's office based you could be working independently but are you basically selling your services then to the um you know the solicitors the lawyers in your area basically
1: Yes. Uh, So, um, by the way, that just as a quick digression uh, to that, um, what I teach is both the medicine that the doctors need to know, but I also teach the business side. In other words, how do you start up? And then how do you run and maintain a successful medical legal consulting business of this kind long-term? So my teaching is both on the business side and on the medical side. But in answer to your question, every one of these businesses is a local business by the nature of the business, by the nature of the marketing for the business, by the nature of the relationships you need to form. Mm -hmm. uh, It's, it doesn't make sense, probably impractical uh, to uh, try to solicit business outside your local area. And you don't really need to, there's so much demand for this. Uh, You don't need to go outside your local area to be as busy as you want to be.
0: That's interesting. So I guess, um, what do you actually need to get started uh, in terms of, we'll come on to the training in a moment, but in terms of startup costs and budget, office space, insurance, perhaps?
1: Right. So yeah, this is a business that requires a remarkably small amount of financial investment. Uh, What I tell physicians that I train is the investment that you're going to make primarily is an investment in elbow grease you know Mm -hmm. this business takes very little uh money in terms of uh startup in fact the marketing for this business, first of all, doesn't have anything to do with advertising and it doesn't have to have anything to do with spending money. Uh, what it has to do with, as I said, is elbow grease. There's no getting around the fact that you have to call attorneys and you have to meet with them face-to-face. These are new services. When when physicians go to meet with attorneys and how to do that and uh, so forth, scripts to do that help for me to do, that's all part of the training. But when physicians start meeting with the attorneys, the Attorneys will say, "Well, I've never heard of a doctor doing this," and mm-hmm. some of them will say, uh, "And I don't want to start now." But you know, m- <laughs> you know, most of them they get it. They're certainly willing to try you out on one case, and then enough of those phys- attorneys will start using routinely. Okay, just you know, before but- we get on, yeah, go ahead, So but it's really a matter of educating the attorneys mm-hmm. uh, as to what it is that you have to offer, why uh, it, it's valuable to them and their clients. And uh, you can, w- when you meet with a new attorney, for many of them, you can almost, it's like, a you know, the cartoon balloon, you can almost see the light bulb go on uh, okay. on top of their head, yeah. And
0: I guess the, you know, in terms of the marketing just now that we're, we're on this topic, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's local, it's phone calls, it's meeting face-to-face. But do you have mm-hmm. any, like, just maybe tips in terms of strategies for that kind of marketing of, of this business?
1: Well, th- you know, marketers today say uh, all selling is what's called relationship selling, right? Yeah. So uh, this is really uh, about forming long-term relationships with your clients and there are a number of strategies in terms of uh, how to do that and why to do that okay
0: and that's what you're going to be covering in this two-day conference that's coming up in just a few weeks time is that right or yeah
1: yeah In fact, uh, one of the things that I say at the conference right at the beginning is this is really a two-day crash course in how to do this work. But one of the things that I say at the beginning is when you leave the conference, you will have all of the tools and instruction you need to go home and successfully do this.
0: Do you want to just elaborate, by the way, for those of you watching or listening, there is a link in the description below to the conference. So you can find out more there. And by all means, I hope they can contact you as well, Dr. Feldman, to to ask more detailed questions. But can you just elaborate like what, what the content or what the structure of those two days would be? Is there an exam, for example?
1: Yeah. So uh, the, by the way, the conference is only by live stream because of the pandemic sure. uh, and uh, uh, we um uh, set up a temporary TV studio in our living room and uh, at the house. And uh, that's how the conference gets broadcast. Uh, But um, day one of the conference is primarily on the business side. Day two is primarily on the medicine side. Uh, And uh, I go through, uh, how do you make that leap to non-clinical consulting how to change your paradigm uh, specifically to medical legal consulting then talk about all the um, specific kinds of services in detail go through some business basic business principles there's an attorney personal injury attorney that uh, speaks about what you need to know about the law then we get into the nuts and bolts uh, launch plan for your business marketing plan for your business daily operations plan for your business uh there's uh, a physician uh, that has been doing this for a while. I think it's four, four or five years now. He speaks about his experience. We have a physician panel of physicians that are doing this. And then on day two, we get into the medicine you need to know.
0: Okay. Um, by the way, you did say it's a local business, but is it possible to then, is it like m- uh, medical practice where you're limited in terms of where you have a license or can you indeed work with attorneys anywhere in the world?
1: you could work with attorneys anywhere in the world. Okay.
0: I guess it's because it's not necessarily limited to the legal system in that country as much as it's more about the medical aspect. Is that right? Or
1: Yeah. It's really about, um, what are the uh, laws governing? So, here in the United States, most of the work is in personal injury cases. And, okay. you know, the bread and butter of a PI practice here is our auto cases, other kinds of personal injury, whatever dog bites, um, product liability, uh, class action suits, uh, uh, that kind of thing. And in workers' compensation cases, where there's an injured worker, um, then. Uh, they start through that uh, workers' compensation process. Maybe they're being denied medical care. They hire an attorney. So uh, workers' compensation, uh, working with workers' compensation uh, attorneys that work for the injured person as opposed to the to the uh, insurance company. I always work on the side of the little guy going up against the insurance companies, often their own insurance company that's denying legitimate claims. Mm-hmm.
0: I've just got two final questions for you, Dr. Feldman. Obviously, Mm -hmm. feel free to elaborate on anything you still want to get across. Um, So the first one is, you know, I'm putting my business or entrepreneur hat on just for a moment Mm -hmm. Um, if this if your kind of work and what you train is anything like the experience i've had when it comes to medical legal work um, i would get a case in front of me i would have to review hundreds of pages of documents and Mm -hmm. then obviously go to depending on what the questions are go to the literature that's out there and and do my work there and Mm -hmm. the rest of it is zoom during the pandemic in person so i'm just wondering about what are some pain points that you have come across in your practice, Dr. Feldman, that you wish there was some sort of innovative or just new ways of working, new solutions to make your life easier, I guess?
1: Yeah, I I think the biggest pain point for me is that, when I started doing this work 13 years ago, the first thing I did is I looked around the country for other physicians doing this. I'm sure there may be some doing some of the things that I do, but, um, I couldn't find anybody doing what I was thinking about doing. So the biggest pain points was I had to learn by trial and, and, and right. error. I made a lot of mistakes, large and small, uh, which uh, physicians that I train, hopefully they don't have to make because I'll teach them to not mistake, do, make the mistakes that I made along the way. Okay, there enough. is a learning curve yeah. in terms of getting up to speed about our legal system, how to work within it, uh, what things are important, what things you need to avoid uh, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So thank you for that. And by the way, I really appreciate your time with with myself and, and our audience, but just final question. Do you have any last tips piece of advice for doctors thinking of entering this field?
1: Yeah. Uh, if Uh, If you're looking for, yeah, I'm happy you you asked me that because if you're looking for some meaningful non-clinical work, and what I mean by that is uh, this is a field that really helps injured people. So if it's important to you in your work that you continue to help people, which has always been important in my work, uh, you want to do some meaningful work using your hard-earned medical knowledge uh, and uh, do something that is uh, non-clinical and still really helps people and you enjoy learning about all aspects of medicine and you want to have a lucrative income, then this is something for you.
0: Nice, really appreciate your time. And again, look forward to hopefully having you back on the show. And by the way, you did have one extra way that you help because, you know, I I can only imagine if it's anything, again, like the kind of work that I've had, it's a two day training is fantastic. It gets you up and running, you can start your business straight away. But there would be a need, I believe, to to come back to someone like you with your experience and expertise. So do you offer any ongoing uh, support for, for physicians?
1: Yeah. Yes. Thanks. So the conference, I do a conference once a year, uh, annual conference and the conference this year is April 24th and 25th. Uh, and as I said, that's a crash course on how to do this. Now, the other way, uh, the, uh, physician can learn to do this is I also have a one year remote training program. That is my medical legal consulting, uh, Coaching program. And one of the big differences, of course, between the conference and the coaching program is you do get a year of coaching with me. And uh, I uh, work closely with all the physicians that are in my uh, training program and, uh, uh, and, uh, really uh, can be hands-on in terms of helping them both on the business side and the medical side. And uh, if physicians are interested in that, they can reach me at mdbizcon, short for MD Business Consultants, but mdbizcon.com.
0: I'll put that link in the description below. Thank you so much, Dr. Dr. Feldman. appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure to talk with you today. Thanks. Learn more at The Entrepreneur's Doctor www.entrepreneurs.doctor. Better
0: health starts here.